<clears throat> so, <laughs> on that note, welcome to the podcast. Uh, my name is Gabor. Hey, welcome. I'm Alex, and you are listening to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show podcast. Podcast! <laughs> Fireworks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you're all having a fantastic day. Um, big thank you for listening. Uh, and before we start, make sure, you know, subscribe to the channel if you can. Um, subscribe to a YouTube channel if you can. There's links links somewhere, or you can just go to YouTube and type in Super Fun Awesome, or one word. Uh, you know, don't have to worry about the Happy Time Pedal Show. Just type in Super Fun Awesome, you'll find us. Subscribe to the channel, tons of videos. <clears throat> one day Alex will oil his chairs too. We've had a few comments about that already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll get right onto that. Um, <laughs> any moment now. Also, if you have any questions, if you want us to talk about any anything in particular, or if you want to, you know, if you have questions for us or anything, you can email us at super fun awesome happy time or one word super fun awesome happy time at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions, or if you have any, you know, if there's anything you want us to talk about, you know, if you have particular questions also um your tv will power off in 22 seconds oh yeah yes uh also he was talking to me not you <laughs> yes <laughs> also uh uh we're doing this thing and a big thank you to uh our friend ram ram john for, for he keeps posting stuff ken also mailman ken hello ken for hey, posting ken. pictures um whatever it is you're looking at or whatever it is you're doing sort of while you're listening to this right now um Take a picture of it. You don't have to be in the picture. I mean, you can be if you want to, but that would um, be cool. Um, yeah, and yeah. either post it to our Facebook page, which is again just look for Super Fun Awesome, all one word, Happy Time Pedal Show, um, uh, at, on Facebook, uh, and post it there, or email it to us, Super Fun Awesome Happy Time at gmail dot com, <clears throat> and then you know we'll say hello and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's the formalities out of the way. Yeah. So uh, we're back at Alex's place. Mm, just look, did a bunch of videos. We've just done some. Uh, we've just off, had some lunch, yeah. hanging out. Burritos. It's a lovely day today. Yeah. It's nice and sunny. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we basically did a whole morning of Moztronics pedals. Yes. Hello, Andrew, if you're listening. Andrew, yeah, hey, Andrew. Um, at Moztronics down in Melbourne. So for those who don't know... Mostronics is a uh, small company in Australia. Yes, Melbourne, based Australia. Based in Melbourne. And, or um, Victoria. I'm not sure if it's actually in Melbourne, but Victoria. Maybe Melbourne. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. Let's say, let's say Melbourne. What do we say? Greater Melbourne. Greater Melbourne. In Greater Melbourne, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so he sent us a bunch of... They're all overdrives. Hey, there's no... Oh, and fuzzers. Overdrives and fuzzers and yeah. valve preamps. So, he does have a tremolo too. And it does have a compressor too, which could be interesting. Compressor could be cool. Which we might um, talk to him about that at some yeah. stage. Uh, he sent us a bunch of stuff to check out. And so far we've done today. Oh, we did the valve preamp. The uh, the VVVTD1 tube driver. So, so it's a... <laughs> that was a dog. <laughs> There's a dog sleep under it. <clears throat> uh, the two tube drivers are a pedal size overdrive with a valve in it 12x7 which is killer it's very good we just put a video up on on our um, youtube channel yes check that out um 
It's interesting because we, we obviously do day of film a bunch of stuff and record some uh, podcasts and videos and that kind of thing. And then you don't... Well, Gabor does the editing and I do the audio mix and then I send it to him and you sync it up with the video. Yes. That's how it works. Yes. And then... So... Are you giving a magic away, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then we uh, sprinkle fairy dust on it and... Um, oh, lots of fairy dust. Yes. Uh, yeah. Crystals are involved. Yes, yes. No deodorant, just crystals. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, it's, it's kind of a while between, so I usually mix it, try and mix it the next day or whenever I have a chance, and then send it to you so you can get yeah. doing the video stuff. So it's usually a little while between me hearing it and then seeing it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So there's a bit of hindsight that gets in there. Yes. And then, listening back to the video, it's really good. The tube driver is killer. The tube, the tube driver, driver is... Overdrive. Has become one of my favourite overdrives. Definitely gets into distortion land. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's sort of, it's not low. It's mid to high gain. I'd yeah. say it's not. Low. You can if you turn again, just about all the way down. Yeah. Well, if it's all the way off, there's no signal coming through. Mm. But if you turn it down as low as it goes, it is mid gain. I'd say. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's killer. It's just a really nice sounding playing pedal. Um. Uh, I've said it quite a few times, but I honestly think one of my favorite drive pedals now, and mm. I have a lot of fairly high-end boutique pedals, and yeah. I just think it's killer. Uh, and there were a couple yeah. of pedals today that we did that are in the same sort of league. This was interesting, especially with the fuzz stuff, because we did two fuzzes today. The, what were they called? The Baconizer. The Baconizer, the Mos, which is a MOSFET fuzz. Which is fun, because it's called Baconizer. <laughs> and um, and the Classic Fuzz. The Classic Fuzz. Classic Fuzz is kind of like a 60s inspired thing. The Baconizer is a bit lower gain. Uh, it's MOSFET? It's a MOSFET yeah, fuzz. Yeah, MOSFET fuzz. And um, <coughs> you prefer the Classic Fuzz. I probably prefer the Classic Fuzz, yes. And I prefer the Baconizer. Yes, and but it always it seems to with us it always we tend to I mean we I like both of them yeah but if I had to choose one of them I would probably choose a classic fuzz whereas you would it always seems to work out in that way with yeah like <clears throat> just our tastes and playing like um what you want to feel under your fingers kind of usually sends us in opposite directions to get similar type sounds I want more gain <laughs> I need lots of gain yeah the more gain the better. That's my thing. Cool. Um, yeah, they were great. That was interesting. Um, and a Baconizer, I believe we might be sending it back and getting a mod done by Andrew mm. to make it a bit brighter. It is fairly dark. And then we did two overdrives, the JFET drive. Did you like that? JFET drive is great. So JFET, it's it's meant to emulate a small, small amp. Mm. Um, and I mean, I don't understand a huge amount of about that sort of stuff, the electronic side of it. But um, so what he was saying, what Andrew was saying, is with that, you're not using diodes or any clipping in it. You have a, a bunch of um, JFETs, which I guess are things things of some sort Something that react sim in a similar way yeah. to valves through the use of science. Yes, and fairy dust oh, okay. and crystals. Um, no, well, they beha apparently behave in a similar way to a valve. Sure. And 
there is a bunch of JFETs in there, like there is a bunch of valves. Cascade. <clears throat> that sort of cascade. Yeah, yeah, cool. Which creates a sound. And to me, the JFET drive, um, it's another kind of weird one because it's, but interesting weird, because it's quite low gain, but it goes into almost like a low gain fuzz territory when you crank it. Yeah. With these sort of overtones going on. Kind of gets gnarly and yeah. quite bright. Yeah. For me, there's. I really liked it, but only on a smaller sweet spot. Yeah. That just um, sort yeah. of 10 o'clock on the gain where it's just on the edge of breakup and it still had body to it. Yeah. But that sweet spot was very sweet there. Yeah. 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 And the other one was, is the expansion drive, which is like his take on a tube screamer, but with extra knobs, which I'm not 100% sure I totally understand what they do, but I'm sure he will message me like he did after we put up the... Um, <laughs> The um, tube driver video yeah. to let me know what the actual um, contour switch does, um, but um, it's they, oh, I find they are very unique pedals. They are interesting pedals. They all sound good and they all sound kind of unique, but they all have a sort of a unified flavor. You can tell that they're all by the same manufacturer. Um, which is that... It's probably the same for most companies. Yeah, it's like a signature sound, I guess. It's this sort of growling, quite angry sounding in some ways. Like, it's a a harsh, angry sound, but I like that. Um, Fat, yet lots of definition. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all of the drive pedals we've tried. I'm guessing it's quite tricky to do. Don't know. But it's yeah, good. They're yeah, great. They're, I'm I'm a big. I've become a big fan. I really like them. That's. Um, what do you think of this color scheme? It's orange. I mean, it's it's unique as well. <laughs> it's, it's orange. <laughs> it's unique. No, no but I mean, it, they stand out from other pedals. To be honest, when I first saw them, I, I didn't really like it, but I've come around to it, and I think they're quite cool now. Yeah, it with the font as well. The Mostronics font. It has a bit of a kind of a retro vibe going for me. Yeah, sure. It has sort of like a 70s thing going, and the colors kind of work with that as well. Um, no, I think, I think, I mean, he's found a, a look that makes all that unifies all the pedals, mm. and it looks different to any other pedal. Um, I think it's great. I honestly think it's great. I really think, um, he's on to something good, and I really hope more people, yeah, try to stuff yeah. out because I think it's, it's actually really good stuff. I also have, um, he actually sent up um, this huge, gigantic thing, like um, the size of an old school VCR type thing yeah. for your kids out there that's before DVDs and for those even younger kids that's before Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's sort of like the size of a, um, it's not quite a rack, not quite as big as a full 19-inch rack, a little bit shorter than a rack, but sort of like maybe like, like almost... Kind of like Betamax stuff. So. <laughs> It's about almost like a double rack in height, but not quite as wide and quite heavy. It's his valve preamp, and I plugged it. I only plugged it in briefly. I didn't have much time, but I'm very interested in trying that out. So does that go into the front end of an amp or into like there? Well, it has a cab sim output. So that's actually another pedal we got of his is a cab sim. Hmm. Now, this cab sim has knobs and a switch on it, whereas the cab sim on the... Valve pre doesn't have knobs on it. I mean, the knobs are for the, the preamp. Sure. But um, 
Um, I haven't really played around with it that much, but I guess there's, you can either run it into a um, into the the return like of a effects return effects return of an amp. Sure, yeah. You could run it into a power amp. Mm-hmm. You can run it direct with uh, the cap sim, which is a frequency compensated thing. Sure. Or you could run it into which I have. I had a very brief play with, but um, I didn't have much time running it into something like a two notes um, torpedo. It's basically a cab sim. Which is basically a cab sim, but it also a has a one. power amp oh, yeah. emulation in it. Sure, yeah. We can choose different valves and whether it's a, a pentode or what the other one the other one is. Uh, diode, pentode, pentode. Green toad. Triode. I don't know. There's those two set settings. Uh, I don't know much about that, but um, different power amp. Brown toad. Brown toad. Uh, different power. And you can choose different valves. So there's six or sixes. toad. KT88s. Shut up. I'm just going through Fox now. <laughs> There's six or sixes, KT88s, EL34s, EL84s. I think that's the ones you can choose from. Yeah, cool. And then you can have them. Ones are hotter and ones are not so hot. Pentode, pentode and. Triode? Triode. Probably I think that's, that's the two different yeah. ones, yeah. <clears throat> uh, M-Science. Um, M-Science. So I'm gonna, we, we're going to do a video with that, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't had much time, and Alex hasn't had much time. Um, and I do now. I finished my festival. You, you well tell tell the listeners about the festival you were working on. Um, yeah, I've been doing audio for a ten day festival um, locally, and um, yeah, it's, it's all this arts festival. It's kind of it's basically there's this area called Noosa where we near where we live, and it's a bit of a, like it's a holiday destination, primarily. Yeah, it's a resort town. Yeah. Town, yeah. I. That and Byron Bay are two of the big locations on the east coast. Byron Bay. Byron Bay. Where is Byron Bay? <laughs> it's near Cool and Gatter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was talking to this, this, this tourist baseball. We've player. now <laughs> see you later, American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to this tourist baseball player. <clears throat> was playing with a country act from America once, and I, oh yeah, where have you toured? He's like, oh, Melbourne and Sydney and Cool, Cool and Gatter, is it? <laughs> 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 you could, that was a tricky one. They are weird names, but Brisbane. Yeah. Don't forget Brisbane. Brisbane. Oh, yeah. And no one guessed Adelaide. So that's, um, um, yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's, that, <laughs> I thought it's Radelaide. Radelaide, yeah. So good. Um, I've driven through Adelaide in the middle of the night. I've never been there. That's the only time I've been there. Cool. I, I was, I've talked about it in the past, but I was involved in this tour with the, with a guy who was a runner-up on, on X Factor. Mm. And we were the opening act for Leah Sayer. And this is a few years ago. There was a volcano that erupted in Peru. And there were lots of clouds. And the clouds traveled across the Pacific. And to here, and a lot of airports got shut, were shut. Um, And the day, or the the day all that happened, I was meant to get on a plane um, here. There's an airport here in a place called Maruchidor, which is... You know, so, like a tw- twenty-minute drive from my place. It's a regional airport. Regional airport, yeah. and I was meant to be on a flight from here to Melbourne. No, no, from here to Sydney. Sorry, and then from Sydney to Adelaide, mm-hmm. and then get on a get on a bus there, like tour bus, yep, type of thing. And then we were doing a whole bunch of shows um, all al- all around sort of the coastal areas there, um, which is sort of a bit outside of Adelaide. Um, anyway. We got to the airport. As we got to the airport, we got the announcement that this airport is now shut because of that. 
and we got uh, we also heard that Sydney Airport was shut. Cool. But we got a phone call from the tour manager, who was already. Oh yeah, that's right. Some of the band because we were we were the support act for Leah Sayer. Hmm. And some of his band were already in Adelaide because there was the, uh, some Adelaide festival. Sure. But not all of the guys in the band, but some of the guys in the band were already there with him. Yeah. Um, but there was a bunch of guys from Sydney that weren't there. Anyway, uh, so the, the tour manager rang us from Adelaide and said, get in the car, drive to Brisbane, which is, we're now talking about an hour and a half drive. <laughs> yeah. But you have to be there in like an hour. Because uh, there's a flight that's still going from there to Melbourne, because Melbourne hasn't airport hasn't shut yet, so we r- raced down to to Brisbane, got on a plane, flew to Melbourne. We were one of the last planes to land before it was shut, yep. so that airport got shut, so no flights anywhere, couldn't get anywhere. So we had to then rent a car. This is us and two of the crew guys. The guy lighting and one of the other crew guys yeah. who were in Melbourne. And um, so there was four of us. We rented a car. Two, two of the four of us had no license and couldn't drive. So there was two drivers. And then we drove from... Now, if you go on a... On a um, if you Just pick up your phones, right? Go to the maps, right? Type in Melbourne, Australia, and then do a, de- a, 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 like a, a route thing. Like a like a um, destination thing, yeah. and type in um, Point Piri, I think it's called in South Australia. Yep, and it was something like twenty hours drive. <laughs> no, not Point Piri. What's it called? Um, oh, what was the place called? It's the southernmost tip um, of there's a peninsula. So, just Adelaide to Melbourne's eight hours. Adelaide, yeah, but hang on, this is, hang on, this is, what's the, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, just, just talk about, <laughs> oh, hang on, let's look at South Australia, hang on, where's the map, let's just see. Just out of curiosity, I put into the maps, just Melbourne to, to Adelaide, just like city, city to city, and it comes up with a notification saying, walking required to reach destination. Walking, <laughs> excellent. It's eight hours drive. <laughs> Yeah. Now this is called. I'm trying to turn it. It's a point, point something or other. Point Lincoln, Port Lincoln. Port Lincoln. Yeah, cool. Um, so if you look at a map, mm. there's there's Adelaide. Yep. You got to drive all the way around. Oh, it's over the bay. Yeah, it's like the southernmost tip. So if you t- hang on, let's type that in. Let's type that in because it was something like 20 hours, and we had to literally get in the car, drive, and we got there just in time for the show. <laughs> Non-stop. There's two of us. We yep. swapped. We drove. So we flew. To Melbourne, which is like a three-hour flight. Then we got there, got in a car, and drove all day, like the whole rest of the day, through the night, yep. got there the next day in the afternoon, just in time for sound check. <laughs> um, hang on, Melbourne. I, I did that to um, regional Victoria once. Finished finished my day job late, late one afternoon. Myself and a drummer hopped in my van all, all through the night, got there the next day for sound check for a festival. Internet's really bad, but yeah, that's twenty-one hours. Yeah, well, that's it was basically that. Yeah. It was that's basically what we did. It was it was, <laughs> and the two guys, the lighting guy, um, Lyndon, I think his name was, and Andrew DeGoe was the X Factor guy. Neither of them had licenses, so they were just sitting in the back sleeping, <laughs> and whinging about um, um, the uh, the phones going flat. 
Well, the, me and the other guy were driving for like 20 hours. <laughs> and the only thing I remember about Adelaide, we were in the middle of the night, no cars. Yeah. The only thing I remember is all their street lights are like a yellowy, orangey color, mm-hmm. like the, the sort of lights along the road. And it's the same color as the, the yellow light on a traffic light. All right. And it was really confusing. I mean, we were, by that time, we were already driving for like eight, ten hours or whatever it was. Yeah. But it was really confusing to distinguish between the traffic light when it went from green to red or red to green. Like, you know, sure, yeah. we're going, oh, where's the traffic light? Because it sort of disappeared in all the other <laughs> lights. That's the only things I remember yeah. about that. But yeah, that was fun. How did we get to that? Um, <coughs> something just fuzz pedals. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adelaide. We're talking about Adelaide. Radelaide. No one goes to Adelaide. Yeah. Well, yeah, I drove through Adelaide in the middle of that. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, digress. Have you got any new toys this week? Uh, I've got a Loom. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> loom 2. So Alex made me another Loom for my studio. Yeah. I've got this um, new thing. I'm just going to label everything. Because I, I need to re, re, um, cap, re, re, re-cable some of my studio rack. And I'm just going to label everything there is to label. Yes, that sounds like a so plan. So what you end up with? 150 black cables, and they all look the same. I've got one green cable amongst it all. Sweet. Yeah, so I know what the green one is. You have a green and a grey one. Ah, but, I mean, the whole cable is green. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, oh, you've got some blue ones, too. Off that rack I made for you. Oh, yes, that's right. They're anyway. short, but, yeah, they're blue. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I've got some blue ones, too. Um, yeah, so I'm... I'm I've got a new loom because I did this thing um, where um, I've seen it on, on YouTube, bit, but you buy this really cheap um, IKEA bedside table. Well, IKEA hacks. IKEA, yes. There's you, a whole thing like if you there's look a up, couple of different ones. If you like, look up IKEA hacks, there's people where they get IKEA stuff and then like um, turn it into other things. turn it into other things. But this particular, I forgot what it's called, but it's a really simple bedside table. Um, it's like 20 and, bucks or something. Yeah, it's really cheap. And it, it really just perfectly, perfectly fits a six-unit rack thing. So the width is exact and the height is exactly six units, like perfectly. That's cool. Um, so I've I made that and I'm going to move a bunch of my racks around. So I've got a new loom because I've got a second patch bay. So I've got two patch bays now. So this is the guy who always thought, what the hell are patch bays good for? But now patch bays are good. I've got two of them now because um, I need more space. Um, so moving all my rack stuff over to the other cupboard. If you watch the videos that I do at my place, that sort of ca- cabinet behind me where my amps are, that's going to now have rack stuff in it too. It sort of already has in some ways, but it's like actually properly not just sitting there. Um, and I need a loom to connect it all up. Yeah. So, um, other than that, did I get anything else new? Oh, we got more bits and pieces for the parts guitar that we're building. Mm. So, yeah. I think last podcast, did I mention I got the wiring, wiring harness? Did I mean, that was already mentioned, yes. So, got the w- wiring harness from Emerson Custom, uh, got the mastery trim or vibrato, whatever you want to call it, arrived. Trim. Trim. <laughs> Uh, well, it's technically a vibrato because you're bending pitch. You're not doing volume. Yeah. That's Fender's fault. Yeah. Because they, they wrote vibrato on their amps and they called the trem a trem. Trem. Even though it's the other way around. 
Leo. Leo. Senate control. Oh, that guy, I tell you. Um, yeah, so uh, got the got the mastery trim, um, and I believe today the pickups just arrived, but I'm not home. So, but they are they arrived at my place. A uh, big thank you to Martin A. Smith, hand-wound pickups. He sent them out. Yeah, cool. So uh, that's going to... Now, the next thing we need is a pick guard, which should be coming sooner or later too, which is a guy called Justin Hermes from South Australia. Speaking of no one goes to Adelaide, I think he's just somewhere in Adelaide. Um, <laughs> Hello, Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's making me a black anodized pick guard. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, and then that needs to all be installed. And another big... Actually, okay, we should should start... Originally, big thank you to John at Anarchy Audio because he got us in touch with a uh, Martin, Martin A. Smith pickups. Then Martin men messaged me and said, there's this guy who does pickups. His name is Justin. This is his Facebook page. It looks like he only makes furniture, but he does make pickguards. So, and then another a viewer of, of, put some stuff on Instagram TV he messaged and mentioned that guy as well. So cool. I contacted the pick, up, pick guard guy through Martin and through the other viewer. But then Martin also said, are you still looking for a neck? And he goes, and I said, yes. And he goes, well, I met this guy who might be interested. And through Martin again, so he's been absolutely awesome. And we wouldn't have gotten onto Martin if we wouldn't have got, if John wouldn't have helped out. So big thank you to John and Martin. We found Angus. Uh, Angus of Mako Guitars, also in WA. Hmm. And he's building us a neck as we speak. Hey, speaking of South... I'm pretty sure he's in South Australia. <laughs> While we're talking about WA, speaking of South Australia. Yeah, I was, I was listening. Okay, he wasn't <laughs> was listening. Um, do you know a guy called uh, Greg Truman? He's got Truman Vintage Custom Guitars in... I'm pretty mm, sure it's in Adelaide. Don't know. And he kind of does um, like uh, Raleigh-style... Fender stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Looks good. And um, he's got, like, tellies and strats, but also does, like, some cool offset stuff. Um, oh. It's like a Jack stand kind of looking. I'm just showing you some... It's kind of like a telly jazz master thing, but with two soap bars. And they're all relic and stuff. Cool. But he's in South Australia, so he might be a good contact for um, necks and things. Well, we got a neck hmm. off a guy in WA. Well, I've actually <laughs> Mako guitars. Actually, that one looks cool. Um, it does look cool. But speaking of cool-looking guitars, Mako guitars make some pretty hey. cool guitars. Now he's got um, so hello Angus if you're listening. He's got a like a white thin line. What did he call it? It's on Instagram. Hey, if you're on Instagram, don't go check it out now. Mako Guitars. I think it's Mako cool. underscore Guitars. Yeah, very cool. Um, there's a white thin line kind of thing, um, but it's sort of a bit offsetty as well. Looks great. So big thank you to Angus. So he's making us a neck and totally my specs. Like he The Jackal Thin Line. Jackal, that's the one. Yeah, that looks badass. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know about, like, there's only 79 followers on Instagram. Everyone, go so, and check out. So it's Mako underscore guitars, isn't it? Is yeah. It? Yeah. And the M A K O Mako. Like everything about it looks fantastic. Like even the photos of the guitars are shot really well. And yeah, no, it, the stuff looks great. His guitars look really, really good. And um, 
go and check it out and like his his Instagram page. Um, so he's making us a neck. He's, he's branding at Mako as well. So, you know, in videos, it'll be... Cool. You'll see Mako. Great. Um, but yeah, he's sort of absolutely awesome. He asked what kind of frets I like, what kind of fretboard material I like, do, what kind of wood do I want for the neck, what kind of... Do I want it to be like... What kind of radius do I want? What kind of... Do I want a thick neck? Do I want a C-shaped neck? What kind of neck do I want? Yep. Um, he's he's putting um, locking tuners on it as well. Oh, cool. And a nut. And a string tree as well. So he's doing it all. Wow. He awesome. asked what kind of finish I wanted, whether gloss or satin. I went for satin. satin. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. So the guitar is basically complete, all the parts, except for... Strings. <laughs> well, strings I've got at home, but except for the um, the neck plates, I've still got to buy a neck, pl oh, neck plate. Oh, to bolt the neck on. To bolt the neck on. And uh, strap locks. Cool. Nice. That's easy. That's that's easy. But other than that, it's all done. Both the only them. thing I think is that because Jazzmaster pickups are very thin and we're getting a wide range pickup in the bridge, um, getting a wide range pickup in the bridge, I think they're a bit deeper. Sure. So may have to do some router rubbering. I've got a, like a, um, a sledgehammer and a chisel. Yeah, we'll just yeah. use that. That'll do. That can't go wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I might. Then I know I have to. I have to do some drilling because um, the whoever ordered the body before. Because I mean, if you don't know about the guitar, go check out our Instagram TV. How's this guy? Some guy commented on something saying, "Oh, I don't do Instagram." Like when he, when yeah, he wanted to that. know about the guitar and I said, well, if you want to find out more about it, check it out on Instagram. And he goes, oh, I don't do Instagram. That's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> There's your answer. Then, then you can't check it out. But check out our Instagram TV. I've been doing updates. But basically, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a body someone ordered from MJT and took to the music shop where I teach music at Noosa. And they were going to do the wiring for her. It was a, a, a female. How was it? Uh, they were going to do the wiring for her and something happened and the body fell and got a bit scratched and then now they ordered a new body the same from MJT That's, and I got this one quite cheap. That could be interesting social experiment. Say if you got, say, I don't know, five or six guy guitarists and five or six girl guitarists and got them all to make parts guitars. Yeah. What if there'd be any thread between female choices and male choices as as far as aesthetics go possibly well most guys will want to be stevie ray wouldn't they so it's all going to be strats and <laughs> 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 or uh, is it just totally depends on your musical influences probably probably yeah well uh, what i was getting at before is i think the because it's an mjt body so you can spec what you want yeah. And I think the, the holes that were drilled for the bridge, mm -hmm. are for Tunomatic Bridge, which are skinnier. Yeah. So I need to drill the holes bigger. Cool. That's for easy. The, for the, it's um, easy to make holes bigger than small. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Because um, I've, got, I've got the thimbles. I've ordered thimbles. I've got mastery thimbles. Cool. I said thimbles a lot. And because it fits the bridge perfectly. So, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah. So that's that. Nice. So that's coming along. So that... Um, big thank you once again to everyone involved. That's been, you know, 
pretty awesome actually the response and that everyone is sort of getting involved and how quick it goes and martin keeps sending me updates on pictures on the of the guitar of the neck oh cool um, i haven't seen know, that yet um he he was he messaged me a couple of times and um speak of the devil there's a set of telecaster pickups of his oh nice um but he said, hang on, I'll show you. Everyone else can't, but... If you put on your special glasses... Special <laughs> And take the blue pill. <laughs> Not the green one, the blue one. Wasn't uh, it red and blue in the Matrix? Yeah, something like that. Your internet connection... Your internet isn't working very well. Uh. The photo doesn't want to come up. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so that's awesome. So that's coming together. I think um, Angus said for um, the neck to... For the, the paint... A lacquer and stuff to set it'll be about two weeks or something like that sure cool um, but i think he had it almost done uh he sent me a picture he sent me a picture once of just a maple cutout thing mm -hmm. and then he sent me another picture with the rosewood fretboard next to the maple cutout thing oh cool what like does a maple thing with a truss rod yeah and then the fretboard was next to it um that's the photo i'm trying to get up to show you now but Internet connection is bad. Yeah, it's been dodgy the last couple of days. Telstra. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, cool. That's great. So, yeah. So, that's, so, so that's maple and rosewood, huh? Maple and rosewood with jumbo frets. Nice. Nine and a half inch radius. Mm -hmm. um, I like a little bit of curvature. Yeah. I'm not a huge friend, friend? <laughs> a huge fan of um, really flat fretboards, like 12, 12 inch radius and stuff right. like that. And... I don't know about compounds. I haven't played them often enough to... I I seem to gravitate... The guitars I have at home, I seem to gravitate to nine and a half. But not a Strat. I don't like Strats. But it's non-Strat guitars with nine and a half inch <laughs> radius. Yeah, cool. That's sort of my thing, I guess. Um, nice. So what is, what's new with you? Oh, um, I haven't done much guitar stuff. Guitaring? Guitar rings? Um, yeah, just... Sound? Being busy doing this festival. Um, it's, it's good. Like, It's kind of like this artsy festival where it's run by... Artsy people? Rich older people for rich older people. Ah. So it's... Um, yeah, it's... A, that old chestnut. Yeah. It's a good lump of cash in the middle of the year. That's what it is for me. <laughs> um, so that's good. I'm just going to... Um, all done with that now, so that's about 10 days worth of stuff with some prep and you know, organising PA and wireless mics and lighting gear and um, artist specs, emails and stuff. It's all done. Fun um, stuff. I've sent off the invoice, so all sorted. So now I can get back to playing guitar and trying to do fun things. Woohoo! Yeah. And, um, yeah, like I've, I think I mentioned it last time, I've got those couple of overdrive pedals. Uh, quite cheaply, the um, Zia Drive and the Tube, Tube Dreamer, Dreamer Plus. Jinx. I'm thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> hey. My daughter does it all the time. So. Thinking about putting the Tube Dreamer on my board. Oh, is it that? Is it that dreamy? I think so. Oh, well, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Also, the Grumpkin could go in there, too. Oh, the Grumpkin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is your voice okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. So, yeah. We talked about the Grumpkin, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah we talked sure. about it last time. Uh, yeah, Grumpkin's pretty good. That's I'm, I'm, I've got to say, I'm quite impressed with um, 
small Australian manufacturers at the moment. Yeah. I went through a phase where I was really impressed with small French manufacturers, and I still am. Yes. Because, oh, yeah, we actually, we just got, uh, another thing we just got, um, Zorg pedals. Oh, yeah. So, Ga Gabriel, 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 I don't know. <laughs> this is my French voice. From uh, Toulouse in, uh, in France sent us uh, a couple of pedals. The small bass star and the blow. It blows like a um, mic preamp with an effects loop, isn't it? Like so it's 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 pedal sized, but you have a volume knob on it, mm. which works when it's bypassed as well. Oh, the, okay, okay. Let's let's say it this way. So you've got a it's a pedal sized thing. You've got an XLR in and out, mm -hmm. and good quality. It's good quality, well built, right? XLR in and out. So you plug a microphone into that and out of that into you know wherever you want to plug it into it has a very nice and really cool actually nice looking big knob volume knob mm -hmm. which works so it's just you know, like a master volume for the which i guess you could probably also drive it a bit okay you know so you, you know um but then on the other side you have um quarter inch in and out which is an effects loop cool where you can plug for example delays or distortions or whatever you want in it and then you have a mm. switch on top to turn that effects up on and off so the idea with that i guess is so you have microphone and you can run guitar pedals into a microphone whether it's for vocals whether it's an instrument mic um and we actually contacted him uh another friend of the show um uh, ronan ronan marie from en français um, another French, a French listener. Hello. Oh, is he French? Yes. We, <laughs> we. Oui, oui. uh, hello, Ronan, Ronan, if you're listening. Um, he actually, he messaged me about, um, about Zorg. If I, if sure. I sort of heard of other French manufacturers such as Zorg and, um, I checked it out and just around that time we were talking about, we were thinking of doing a series, video series, um, where we get, um, we've got a good friend who's a, really good sax player yeah and he asked us a few times about what pedals would work well on saxophone mm. and we said you know what what we should do is we should do a video where we try all this stuff out and see what works what doesn't work right and he was like yeah, yeah, yeah we should do that and then we sort of thought of the, log the logistics of how to do it and it was just around that time when uh ronan uh i hope i said her name right sorry, <laughs> when he uh messaged me about uh, Zorg and especially about this pedal the blow pedal it was sort of a coincidence right um, and uh, so I contacted Zorg and uh, he replied and was kind enough to send us that pedal mm. which we're now going to use for the um, for that series so the, I think the idea is we're going to do saxophone probably start with that because he's been asking us about he that but and also do maybe vocalists uh, also, maybe to I, I'm thinking it would be fun to do it with a drummer. Yeah, because totally. I mean the thing is, if you in a recording scenario, you can always add effects. Yep. You know, plugins, output gear, but a lot of times, if you're the drummer, you just sit there and play the drums, and other people do it. I think the idea is of uh, whether you are the singer or the sax player or the drummer or whatever instrument you actually have control of the effect it's there yeah. you can play with it in real time as you're playing and you can play into the effect like play yeah. against the repeats of the delay or um the 
crunch of a distortion on a snare drum or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be fun to try that out, experiment yeah, sure. with that. And, and um, so it's, it's basically a way for people. I mean, on, on, you can do it in other ways anyway, but I think this way it's a much more hands-on approach. So you can actually have, you know, you could have the singer in a vocal booth mm. and the singer could have whatever effects they want and they can actually manipulate them while they're singing them. So yeah, uh, they can actually maybe emphasize things that they know they emphasize, you know, with their voice. They can also then turn a knob as they're doing it. It becomes tactile and part of the experience. As opposed to yeah. you sitting in a control room while the singer is in the, in the vocal booth and you do it. Yeah. You know, it's the singer it's themselves doing it. Or the drummer, you know, let's put some delay on the snare. They can actually play the groove and they can put the delay, they, they sort of hear. Yep. And then it it also, it'll, it'll change the way they play everything. So I think I think it'll be fun and interesting to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so there's cool. going to be, a, a, eventually, there'll be a series of that coming up. Nice. Um, there's, we've, we've we want to do a whole bunch of C-Rises. C-Rai. C-Rai. But um, we haven't really gotten around to them. We might actually, after this podcast, finally start our Line 6 four-button pedal series, which we've been talking about since last year, I think. <laughs> I think so. Um, we might do a, a video after this um, of the DM4. Whoops. Sorry, microphone. It's a distortion modeler. Distortion modeler. Which I got for $50 off a crackhead. There you go. I, like, I don't want to say he's a crackhead but he looked like a crackhead <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say he's a crackhead but he looked like a crackhead and sounded like a crackhead and kind of smelled like a crackhead ask me if I wanted to buy crack so <laughs> <laughs> and when I said I didn't want to buy any crack he asked if Thank you me. had any crack for sale would you like a crack sandwich <laughs> <laughs> no um, so yeah we might be doing that but yeah uh, it's, it's just a series we're thinking of doing and um, so I think sax will be first but we've got a singer who's sort of reluctantly Agreed to doing it as well, yeah. and um, you know, drummer maybe, and um, maybe some other instruments. It could be interesting. Just, yeah. to, just to muck around with it. And so, big <laughs> thanks to Gabriel or Gabriel, or have sorry, my French pronunciation is not that good. At Zorg Effects uh, for sending that out, and he had a small bass star as well. He was going to send us uh, the glorious bass star mm. version two, but he's pushed back the release of that a little bit. Sure. Um, so I don't know check, if he's going to send we'll it to us one. still, but um, oh, and also we're getting sent a pedal by um, Mammoth Machine again. Yeah, that's uh, cool Jeremy, stuff. That's super cool stuff. Super cool stuff as well yeah, yeah. from Belgium, um, yeah. who came third in the World Cup. Congratulations to that as well. Yeah. Um, Whereabouts in Belgium? Do you know? No, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I've only been to two cities in Belgium. So. Have you been to Bruges? I have. Oh. <laughs> Bruges is cool. Should make a movie of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah, why we went there. Because of the movie. The movie, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm it not sure. Like a, it is like a fairy tale. Not sure where in Belgium he's from exactly off the top of my head now. Okay. But yeah, we're getting the... Is it Holy Fuzz? Uh, can't remember the name off the top of my head. Anyway. Yeah, it's so a fuzz, I fuzz, think. Yeah. He's sending us. And he's getting more and more into 500 series stuff as well. Not 500, Eurorack, sorry. Um, which I said to him, I'm, he messaged me the other night and said, have you seen the Eurorack the stuff I'm, I'm doing? And I replied saying, yeah, and 
I'm kind of keen to get into it, but I have a feeling if I get into it, I will end up spending a lot more money than I should. And he replied, yeah, it is very addictive. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that. So, but eventually we might get into that. Hmm. And I believe there's also maybe a bit of a competition that will happen in August. Uh, I don't know how much more I can say, mm. but maybe stay tuned to us and maybe the good folks at Peerless Music in Melbourne as well. Mm. Maybe look at what they're up to because there might be a bit of a cryptic a bit of a competition that uh, is going to be happen where we are going to be involved. Uh, if you're listening, hi Peg and Steve at Peerless Music in Melbourne. Lo- also lovely people. They've helped us out in the past with lots of stuff. Um, yeah, so that's news. Is, are there any other news? Uh, I don't know. It's been a bit of a blur last week or two. Yeah. Uh, so well, I've I've done I I I've done a couple of unboxings and stuff at my place, yep. and I've done I just t- this morning because it's Tuesday today, I put up uh, an, in an, in my new series Tuesday mornings with, <laughs> it's a catchy name I know, uh, a, the two two nights torpedo live I did a video on that which is quite interesting and I found a new speaker that I really like through that video. Oh, yeah? Because part of the video went on to um, La Boutique, mm. which is French for boutique. <laughs> I actually wrote that on the screen too. La Boutique is French. That's French for boutique. Uh, well, the, the, no, the, the cool thing, I think it's a really it's a really awesome piece of gear, yeah. um, the two-note stuff. And one of the things you can do is you click on a button. If, if you connect it to your computer, right, if you connect the... Uh, the, the unit. either the Torpedo Live or Studio or the cab as well via USB you can connect it to your computer and then you have um, like an interface for it hmm. right and one of the things you can do is you can click on a little button called La Boutique that takes you to La Boutique <laughs> to the boutique where you can buy IRs right that, that, that are sort of their IRs and are pro- approved by them hmm. but they do also have they work with other companies like Rev Amps and um, there's a few studios that sure. put um, IRs there, some going through like mega um, consoles and, you know, you build old preamps and gear and all that sort of stuff to get really nice sounds. Um, but the cool thing is so you can, you can click on a button and it actually downloads the, like a, a snippet, I guess, or sample of that IR. Sure. And you can use the IR and you can still... Just like with the ones that you own, you have a there's a little graphic there which shows you the speaker, and it, it's got the a mic stand with a mic sitting in front of it, and you can grab the mic and move it around the room, cool. and then you can put different mics on it. So it's got like I don't know ten different mics or something like that. Uh, so you can do still all that as well, like while trying out speakers. And I tried one out from a place called House of David. Cool. It's got two speakers only. Who lives there? David. Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> um, and one was, I think it was called Radcat 25. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Um, which is, I guess, a bad monkey. <laughs> I don't know. Bad dog. A bad dog. Um, a matchless. Hey. Matchless. Because that's the guys who started matchless started. Bad cat. <laughs> that's, oh, bad cut. I gave it away. No, I really like that one. That's a really yeah. nice sounding. So I found a new speaker I really like. Because I've been using the... Um, what is it, like a 212 or... 412. 412, right. And it's red. Red? Yeah. Oh, good. Red Tolex. Oh, Virtual Tolex. <laughs> Virtual Tolex. <laughs> that's funny. Because um, I, I really liked... My favorite was always the one I always went 
back to it was a rev 4x12 open back. Yeah. And actually in the video as well, I click, I, I go into La Boutique and I click on the close back one and it's a lot boomier. Yeah. And uh, the open back is just mellow and nicer to me. Cool. I did sort of a AB between the two. But mm. yeah, that bad cat uh, or rad cat um, uh, speaker I really like. And then there was another one. Is it Fort, Fortin? Fortin? Amps? F-O-R-T-I-N? I don't know this. Um, they make... I think it's kind of like... A, have you heard of Zilla? Those Zilla cabinets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those cabinet makers that makes really nice cabinets. Sure. Yeah. And they have a, like a whole range of speaker cabinets. And one of them is called... Fr uh, it's a front-loaded 2x12. Uh-huh. Uh, and it has a really interesting sound to it, and I really liked it. And so I got those two, yeah, and right. they're two of my new favorites now. Speaking of uh, amplifiers and things, amplifiers. Amplifiers. The um, Mr. Boogie got a new amp out. Ah, yes. Yeah, Fillmore. So this is like a, Fillmore's like a um, vintage style, black facey. Theater? What? <laughs> well, the Fillmore was a theater. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was. And I think it was named after that. Is that a town or a city or is it just a theatre? I don't think it's a town. Uh, it was named after something for some reason. Anyway. It needs they needed <laughs> it was it was empty a lot and they wanted it to fill oh. more. <laughs> hey, oh. thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just had a quick watch of the um Mr. Boogie's video demo this morning. Sounds killer. I really like that. Might have to buy it. I might have to. You should get it as soon as it comes out. Should I? And then so we can do a video of it. Be one of the first people to do a video of it. Oh, that's nice. And of me. everyone will watch it. That's nice of me. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> have you done it yet? Uh, no. Um, On a completely different note, can I buy three thousand dollars? <laughs> so people out there, if you want to see us do a video of the new Mezuboogie head, mm. give me three thousand dollars and then I'll buy it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we'll do the video. Oh, it's like teamwork. Yes. But suckier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I've seen um, people talk about it and I've seen pictures of it, but I haven't watched the video yet. Like the styling's kind of slightly Fenderish. It's kind of like a... Yeah, it looks like a supersonic, doesn't deluxe. it? A little bit. Yeah, deluxe room, kind of like layout. Slightly back black face. Just, to, just to, the look of it, like the picture I've seen of it, it reminded me of the supersonic. Mm. There's, it has two channels and they're both identical, huh. which is, but each one has three voicings, like cleans, like edgy or crunch or something. And, um, well, it's usually with Boogie that's, they usually have that. Yeah. They have multiple channels that are kind of the same and then you can just voice Set them up differently, which I think's actually quite a practical idea. The only thing with Mesa Boogie, I gotta say, yeah. I've, I've played a few, like I've played some of the, well, I haven't played some of the, um, I guess what they would call more vintagey sounding ones, mm. but I've I've played, um, I almost bought uh, an old Mark. Two, yeah, right, three, okay, one of those ones with the graphic EQ on it as well. Yeah, um, and I've played a few different ones. I played dual rectifiers, triple rectifiers. The mm. thing I never, the clean, it's clean. Yeah. But it's sort of characterless clean to me. Sure. That's the one thing I never liked about them. I'll show you the video after this. And um, 
but yeah, the um, that's it does that edge of breakup clean thing. Okay, it's definitely not a metal amp. It's well, they do and, they do both. They do the more metal thing, sure, and they yeah. do the more. But and I guess the ones I played are probably more leaning towards the the heavier Hard thing. Rock thing. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the one thing I never liked. I mean, the clean, oh, and with the double rectifier and triple rectifiers, mm. that it's almost too too much bottom end. Sure, it's too woofy. Okay. Yeah, and you have to like what. It's funny because it's like a, it was always somebody else's amp that I played, right? like some at either their studios or rehearsal spaces or at gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. And the first thing I do is turn it bass to like zero. <laughs> and they go, oh, what are you doing, man? I'll put it back when I finished. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's it just that's the things I never. And the clean is just always sort of too pristine, too nice. Yeah, yeah, too too clean. Sure, that was just me. Yeah, um, yeah, interesting. I did try. Oh, what was that little like steel lunchbox he had? The Transatlantic or something? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It didn't float my boat for a while. What I actually really liked that was Mesa Boogie, and I always wanted one, and I never bought it. And maybe I will eventually. Was one was a V twin preamp. Oh right, the racket. No, no, no. It's like a oh, silver, pedal. like metal, sure. super sturdy pedal, was quite that, big, and it had like four it, valves in it, maybe yeah, or yeah. three valves, in it, quite like a few valves in it. And it's a preamp thing, mm. uh, and I've played it. Oh, someone had it. I don't remember who, but someone had it, and. I really liked it. Uh, and I always said, I'm going to buy one, and I still have Um Yeah, I'd like to spend some more time with Boogie Amps. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if, if you're from Mesa Boogie and you're listening to this podcast, send us some amps. And my address is 123 Fake Street. Uh. Fenderville. <laughs> Marshall is rocking. You know? um, one, two, three, Marshall Street, Fenderville. <laughs> That's it. In Voxtoria. Voxtoria. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to try that out. I'd, I'd like to try that out. Actually, speaking of Marshall stuff, um, I did listen to uh, P. Thorne's demo of the. It's an older video of the uh, Sir Badger 35. Ah. Sounds damn nice. Well, that's like you know, that's meant to be like a plexi kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty damn good. Has that kind of gooey, hotted up. Yeah, I mean, Pete Thorne playing it doesn't make it sound yeah, any worse. Doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> especially doesn't suck for the uh, less pulse um, custom. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. that's another one of those amps I've never, never tried, but always wanted to. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I've, I've played a Sir guitar. But that's about it. Um, Actually, they had that little recording head, which was kind of cool. It's like 5 watts or 10 watts or something. Called, yeah, what was it called? Corso or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. That could be interesting, though. Yeah. I don't know. Um, one day. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy. I actually really quite like the, the Marshall Origin. At the so moment. how are you going with that? Oh, good. So did you settle on the 50? I bought the 50, yes. So so if you watch the video, which has actually got a right amount of views for the time. Yeah, it's, it's been only up been up a week. <laughs> um, um, yeah, the, I, I like the 50. I think the 20 sounds great. Yeah. But And I think it's one of those things where if you would rock up somewhere and a 20 was there and you would play it, you'd go, that sounds great. 
and then the next day you go somewhere else or even that same afternoon you go and you plug in a 50 and you go oh yeah that's pretty much the same it's just when you have them next to each other yeah you kind of go oh the 20 is maybe it's just a bit thinner and i wonder and i had people make fun of me um because of it but um i'm not a native english speaker I said attenuate a lot, Attenu- but it's my accent, my accent, it's attenuate. I've got to really <laughs> force myself to say attenuate. Oh, really? Because it came out, like in a video, it constantly <laughs> I say attenuate, but it's just, I guess, because of my accent, but it's attenuate. I know it's attenuate. I wrote attenuate as well, <laughs> but I think it's just because I'm, you know, non-English speaker. But um, um, to me, right, if you plug in a 50 and it's got that attenuator switch up the front, attenuator switch um, where you have full wattage and then it goes to lower I don't know what it is but a lower wattage and then a low wattage so it's got high, medium, low right uh, and on the 50 as well if you're going from full to medium the sound thin out, thins out ever so slightly yeah uh, and then you go to low and it sort of it, it, it just it, it loses body and I wonder if the 20 because it's got the same amount of tubes in it. I mean, I don't know anything about amp manufacturing, hmm. but you've got the same amount and same types of tubes in it. And usually higher wattage stuff has more tubes in it for whatever reason. Because of science. Because of science. Yeah. I wonder if the 20 is in some ways, even on full, already attenuated. Because it's mm. thinner. Sure. It sounds It sounds like the 50... Switch, switch to medium. Yeah, right. Um, where just just ever so slightly thins out. We should talk to our to our, Aaron, our good friend Aaron, who he knows, would know about that. Knows sort of about stuff. amp nerd stuff. Yes, and I'm compl- most likely completely wrong because I have no idea. <laughs> but to me, I just always sure. one of the things it's I always same. one of the things I always know or remembered from amps is you have an amp and you look in the back and if it's a hundred watt amp, it has lots of valves. One hundred. If it's 100 valves in it. Yep, if it it's a 50 watt... Like, no, but like, for example, like, um, even with Marshall, right? I, I mean, I used to work in a music shop. So you had, for example, the the um, the JCM 2000, right? And you had, out of that, you had the 100 watts. Yep. You had a 50 watts. Mm. And then I think they even they had a 20 watt, if I don't mistake, you know, like a smaller one. And you look at the back of it, and the 100 watt had, I'm just saying a number six valves I'm talking preamp valves and then really six pre-amp? oh maybe not six maybe th- power amp valves sorry power, yeah. like the big th- yeah and then the 50 watt has maybe three and then the 20 has maybe two in it well I wonder how many is in this thing in in the Jesus one because Your Jesus amp under the desk we have my little five watts is, I'm going to say one this is a uh, four and a half watts of power glory one aha <laughs> Well, pre one pre one power. One yeah. pre one power. Yeah. There you go. See, if you want more than four and a half watts, you need more than one valve. But yeah, I don't know. Science. But, science. But see, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, to me, it's just funny that it's the same amount of valves. Yeah. True. Because it both it was three. And it's a big jump in wattage. Just like more than double. Twenty to four. Twenty to fifty. Yeah. It's it, and it's yeah. volume wise, it's a huge difference between the two. Mm. Possibly. Um. But yeah, so I settled for the fifty because it's just got it's just got so much more. It had more body, and even though it was really hard to, because the thing with that amp is it's a it's 
I guess in a way an old school amp in as much as if you have a like a plexi amp or something like that the tone that that and I'm doing air quotation marks that tone comes from driving the preamp hard and driving the power amp hard yeah whereas most amps nowadays are designed I suppose so you can have them at lower volumes where you have a master volume but but driving the preamp hard you still get a distorted sound yeah uh, which I guess works, but it's not that, again, quota- under air quotation marks, yeah. that sound. So with that amp, what they did was, it's a master volume, but if you have the master volume low and you turn the gain all the way up, it's still not very distorted. And then you have a, a, a boost stage. So you pull the gain knob out and yep. it gives you a boost, boost stage where you get more gain, but it's still not a whole lot of gain. The gain, the gainy, that sort of, again, air quotation mark, that sound, that sort of martially sound, happens when you crank the master. So at one stage, if you watch that video, I had the master on 10, gain on 10, with the boost pulled out. So it would have been stupidly loud. But thankfully, I had it going into the two notes, which brings it down to zero volume. (laughs) And then it goes into the, the mixer, right? where I had to really, really, really turn the volume on the, the input gain down and then turn the volume on everything down because <laughs> otherwise it was ridiculously loud. But um, it worked, and it was a nice... It was a sort of mid-overdrive, I guess you would call it. Sound. Yeah, cool. But you really had to crank the crap out of it. Mm. Um, but it just sounded nice. It had a nice, nice weight to the sound. Um, and the 20 just didn't quite have it. The only difference is... With a 20, if you do that, you probably still have hearing afterwards. With the 50, it's yes. freaking loud. It is. That's sort of the main difference. You can, again, turn the attenuator yeah. Look, down. But maybe you don't miss it at gig volume through, say, a 212 cab if you lose a bit of bottom end at that volume. No, well, that's it's it. It's punchy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I said in the video as well, that... Uh, I think the 20, if you're doing gigs that are not stadium gigs yeah. or usually like outdoor events and stuff, you, you want a bit more power. But if you're just doing club gigs and stuff like that and you want the amp breakup, hmm. the 20 is going to be more than loud enough. The 50 is going to be too loud. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even if you do stadiums, if you do stadiums, you have a good monitor system, good PA system. You so you don't enough. really need that big of an amp. No. Um, but that, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good enough. I just had the luxury of choosing out of the two hmm. and I chose a 50 cause it just appealed to me, but for whatever reason. Cool. Um, nice. yeah. And I like it. It's, it's been sitting there. It's, and they're cheap too. Like, well, in Australia, I think it's $1,100 okay. maybe. I think it's 900 for the 20, what head? That's retail. Retail. That's retail head. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not, not. Not what I paid for it. Street, yeah, yeah, obviously shop around for street price. Yeah, cash. but retail I think is eight ninety nine. I believe, don't quote me on it, but I believe eight ninety nine is for the twenty one. And um, oh, that was you. Uh, the dog was looking around too. <laughs> I think it's eight ninety nine for the twenty what head in Australia, Australian dollars. Yeah, I think a thousand ninety nine for the fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, so not much difference, and uh, I mean I got it. Very good deal, thanks to the lovely folks at Music at Noosa. Um, 
so um, I, I went for the 50 water. Um, oh, and yeah, I'm, I'm waiting now. Um, and apparently some people said they've been waiting since February uh, for the two notes to Peter Captor, the 16 ohm one. Yeah. Uh, mine should be arriving this week, apparently. But once I get the Captor... Does can... the Marshall have a 16 ohm out? Marshall is 60 more 8. Oh, is it switchable or just different? Two, two outputs. Oh, Same with the, and a base breaker too, a 16 and 8. Yeah, cool. Um, so I went for the 16 ohm because now then I can have the... Because the, the, the torpedo, mm. it automatically goes to whatever ohmage. Oh, yeah. So it has just one in and it's... Because it's a digital light box, sure. it automatically sets itself to whatever it needs to set itself to. But with the captors, you can get a 4, 8, and yeah. 16. And I went for the 16 just because it's I'm using the 16 out on yep. both. So both the base breaker and the origin, I'm using the 16. And once a captor arrives, I'm going to do an AB video where I'm switching back and forth with an AB switch. Mm. Because I think they're rather similar amps. Just the base breaker is a bit more has more high gain, which is weird. It's a Fender. Yeah. And it's really nice high gain, too. I really like the gain on That's it. That's cool, yeah. Um, I, it's a, I think it's a killer. The bass breaker is a... Yeah. I mean, it's only 15 watts. So if mm. you want to play really loud gigs and you want a nice clean with headroom, you're not going to get that. Yeah. But um, I think especially in a studio situation, killer amp. Because you can really get everything. You can get super clean. Yeah. And you can get really quite heavy gain out mm. of it and everything and all the settings sound good i'd like to hear the bass breaker on top of a four by ten cab okay that would be nice well we can do it on top of a four by ten emulated cab <laughs> not a real one <laughs> well we could my um well i've got a hot rod deville four by ten you could have plugged that and plug the speaker into that yeah, true mm. that would be interesting mm. Well, we might do. Well, I'm do anyway. I'm once the captor comes, I'm going to do. Lots of people have actually asked about that. The captor? No, no, no. The um, about doing the AB between a bass breaker and the origin. Oh, sure, yeah. Because I don't think I've seen a video yet. We've kind of yes, yeah, similar worlds. Similar worlds, and I think both really good cheap amps. Yep. yep. Um, just like I said, bass breaker is a bit more versatile. The only thing is with the bass breaker, which would make it even more versatile, is if that structure switch was foot switchable. But it's not. Yeah, true. That would be cool. Because uh, then you could have a three-channel amp in effect on stage. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to try as well: both the bass breaker and the Origin have a DI out, mm. which are they're both frequency compensated. Be interesting just to try that out as well. Yeah. So I'm going to do once the captor comes in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a, an AB between the two. Yep. And do the direct out as well. Because a few people have asked about that, so um, that's going to come out soon. Interesting. Um, and then we'll do a proper full video of. I think we'll do. We should do one of the, your Serotonin here as well, and the Creme Brulee. Yeah. Um, but we'll do we'll do more amp videos as well, like full demos with lots of different guitars, hmm. couple of different drives, running different stuff into it, and see what it sounds like. Thank you. I think we should do that. Um, what else? Is there anything else? We've been blabbering on. How long have we been blabbering on for? Ooh, an hour and eight minutes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think we're just going to be taking up our whole morning with the Moz Trunk stuff, which is great. As yeah. We, as I mentioned, so. So we might do now, if we get some time, if we're not falling asleep, <laughs> as I'm yawning, <clears throat> we might do the Line 6 DM4. 
the distortion and as a first of because we've got between us you've got the dm4 and yep. i've got all the others so the dl4 mm4 fm4 and am4 mm. um we're going to do all of them at one stage sweet because i think they're all really good mm. yeah, yeah. i think they're great uh, and I've also brought the real echo, Dan Electro real echo, which is kind of cool. That is cool. And lots of people seem to like it on Instagram. So there's kind of this closet Dan Electro love between a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're cool pedals though. Yeah, it resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I actually yeah, I really like those. <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah, got that kind of like, retro futuristic sixties thing going. A lot of people say now the billionaire stuff, the new Dan Electro stuff. Oh yeah. That's meant to be really good as well. Hmm. And it's cheap. Interesting to compare that to the uh, TC Electronics cheap series. Mm-hmm. We might be doing something like that in the future. <laughs> um, is good. there anything else to talk about? Oh, probably, but um, I think we've had enough one day. Anything. Yeah, we've been doing enough blabbering. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Super Fun Awesome Happy Time or just Super Fun Awesome, all one word, no gaps, and you'll find us. Yep. Uh, go to Instagram, same thing, Super Fun Awesome Happy. Or just type in Super Fun Awesome. There's a hot sauce and there's something else in us. <laughs> We're not the hot sauce. Um, sometimes we are. Sometimes we are. Um, <laughs> uh, Facebook as well, same thing. But there's links below in the description wherever you're, looking, you're listening to this. Um, yeah. And take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at. Email it to us, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com. Also, if you're maybe interested in getting T-shirts... Such as this one, <gasps> which I'm wearing and you can't see. Uh, but if you check some of our videos, there's, there are in some of our videos. Um, let us know and we might be yeah. able to help you out with some t-shirts. I think we should prototype a few designs. We should. Mm. They're, we they're should. not too bad, these ones. They're good. Yeah, I quite like them. Yeah. Um, yes. Work on that. Uh, or if you, if you want to make a design for us for a t-shirt. Yeah. Send it in to us, send and then you could be the person who did the t-shirts for us. And we'll send you a pedal. One of yours. <laughs> not, my, well, not one of mine. Yeah, it was your idea. One of yours. <laughs> Alex will send you a um, guitar of his. You, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no guitar sending. Well, you know, yeah. if you want to... Wanna... Yeah, we'll send you a pedal if you c- come up with a cool design we use on. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mystery pedal. Mystery pedal. Lucky dip. <laughs> It may be a Dan Electric Fab Metal, but... <laughs> it's definitely going to be a Dan Electric Fab Metal. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening, and um, <laughs> so talk to you next time. All right. See, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.